The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. All right, Chadville, let's get back to it. As you've been hearing throughout the day, Global News has obtained a video showing Liberal leader Justin Trudeau in blackface, the third such instance that has come to light in the past oh, 20 hours or so. The video was shot in the early 1990s. However, it's not clear where it takes place. Trudeau didn't mention the video when he spoke to reporters last night about the first incident, the pictures that were published in a yearbook. Uh, just a short time ago, he was asked why. Um, it is obvious that that this is something that uh, was deeply regrettable i am wary of of uh being definitive about this because the uh, recent pictures that came out i had not remembered Uh, and i think the question is uh, how can you not remember that the fact is i i uh i didn't understand how hurtful this is to people who live with discrimination every single day. Uh, I have always acknowledged that I come from a place of privilege, but I now need to acknowledge that that comes with a massive blind spot. I have dedicated my leadership and my service to Canada to try and counter intolerance and racism everywhere I can. Uh, But this has been a uh, personally uh, a moment where I've had to reflect on the fact that um, wanting to do good and wanting to do better simply isn't good enough and you need to take responsibility uh, for mistakes that hurt people who thought I was an ally, who hopefully many of them still consider me an ally, even though this uh, was a terrible mistake. So this video, um, again, which was obtained exclusively by Global News, shows Trudeau covered in what appears to be dark makeup, raising his hands in the air while laughing, sticking his tongue out, making faces. He was wearing a white T-shirt. His jeans are ripped at the knees. Uh, It appears as though his arms and legs are covered in in makeup as well. You can check out uh, everything at 630ched.com. This afternoon, uh, he was asked why he did it. When we recognize, when we reflect on uh, mistakes we made in the past, that's a question that we're always going to be asking. Why did we do that? Why did we think it was okay? Why did we think it was a good idea at the time? It wasn't a good idea. It was a terrible idea. It was uh, something that minimizes and takes advantage of a reality uh, that I have not had to live with, of being discriminated against, of being marginalized, of being judged for the color of my skin, for my language, my background. Uh, I come from a place of privilege and I have endeavored in my life to put the advantages and the opportunities I've been given to serve this country, to fight for people's rights. Uh, And I have to recognize that I let a lot of people down with that choice. And I stand here today uh, to reflect on that and to ask for uh, forgiveness. We're joined this afternoon by Irfan Chowdhury, the director of uh, McEwen University's Office of Human Rights, Diversity and Equity, is also a criminology lecturer and hate crimes researcher. Irfan, welcome back to the show. Hello, good afternoon. So uh, you just heard uh, Justin Trudeau saying that he didn't understand how hurtful this is. Um, 
how do you explain uh, to those who don't understand how hurtful this is, just how hurtful it is? Yeah, I mean, uh, the biggest context that I think gets missed in, in a lot of these conversations around, you know, why why something like blackface and, you know, mim- mimicking and uh, stereotypically stereotyping and uh, depicting, you know, racialized groups in costume, uh, it really has a strong historical context, even when you look at it from, you know, a post-civil rights era, you know, uh, post-slavery in the in the States where, you know, uh, folks would dress up, white folks would dress up in, in black makeup uh, and minstrel shows and different aspects of entertainment uh, as a way to further marginalize and depict really stereotypical representations of the African-American community. And so when you look at it from that context, you fast forward to, you know, even today where a lot of people are saying, you know, what's the big deal? I don't understand why, you know, people are making such an issue about it. It's just a costume. Well, for people of different racialized backgrounds, it's, it's not our costume. Uh, it's, you know, skin color that we live with every day. Uh, we don't have that luxury of just using it, you know, to, to dress up, let's say, um, and, you know, remove the, the paints when we're tired of being, you know, that depiction. Uh, you know, the biggest challenge here is it often looks at very stereotypical representations of different demographics based on race, ethnicity, uh, and that, you know, further stigmatizes and stereotypes these groups into those depictions of, um, you know, uh, of a very broad other type of individual that you can mock, you can mimic, uh, but then you can also step away from because you have the privilege to. What was your first reaction to this, Irfan? Yeah, I mean, I was definitely definitely disappointed, I think, is, uh, is the first thought that came to mind, uh, you know, especially knowing uh, you know, the, the current liberal uh, leader and the work they've done around, um, you know, equity, diversity, inclusion, and multiculturalism, you know, even that family lineage with his father and, you know, the creation of the Multiculturalism Act and all those aspects. It's very, very disappointing to kind of showcase, you know, that aspect. But I think at the same time, this does provide a really interesting space for reflection uh, for Canada as a whole. And, you know, I think a lot of the leaders of the different parties have been chiming in around, you know, their responses. And, you know, I, I definitely do allude to something even that Jagmeet Singh has been talking about in terms of his response uh, around, you know, this is a time to even talk about, you know, race, racism and discrimination. And I think what I'd like to see, you know, even in some of the upcoming leader debates is, you know, a uh, focus on racism and discrimination and what each party pledges to do to, to commit uh, to uh, addressing the issue. So I think it's just, you know, one of disappointment, but I think there's also a, a larger you know, end goal here, let's say, in terms of talking about this at a more uh, broader uh, aspect. And I think the election issue shouldn't be around who did what, when, and where uh, on all sides of the parties. Uh, I think it's a matter of saying, you know, how do some of those identity aspects that really negate people's uh, sense of belonging, you know, how can we ensure that doesn't happen again from a Canadian uh, campaign perspective, an election perspective, and a human perspective? How do we have the the conversations, Irfan? Where do we where do we have to start uh, on this? Well, I mean, the good starting point right now, as we're seeing, is kind of how it's you know really created a really interesting narrative online. Still early, not saying online is the best space to have any of these uh, discussions because that's where it gets really, really polarizing. But I think the first place I would really like to see this being uh, brought to the attention of the leaders in a very, very uh, pragmatic and logical way is at the upcoming debates. And I think what I'd like to see is more than just surface, you know, uh, comments around we denounce all forms of discrimination. You know, that's a starting point. I'd like to see we denounce all forms of discrimination. And this is what our party is committing to do about this. And this will help. Uh, voters be informed about those issues and help them maybe understand where some of those values align with how they might vote 
uh, in the next uh, little while here. What 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 do you think this says uh, about our country when it um, is our, our our prime minister, the the leader of the Liberal Party, that um, has been caught doing this? Well, I think it just you know it, it harkens back to you know a lot of the work that you know when you look at it from an equity and inclusion perspective. Um, there's a lot of unconscious bias at play in terms of you know why someone would go down this path to even do something like this. And I think when you see some of the response from the Prime Minister acknowledging some of that privilege, some of those uh, aspects of how it does impact racialized communities on a daily basis who do experience discrimination, I think what also ends up happening is it also showcases how, from the unconscious bias perspective, why folks are still resistant to understanding, you know, why it's an issue. Or, you know, to say, you know, just lighten up, or hey, it's just, it's just a joke, or it's just someone dressing up in costume. Because that kind of goes back to that dichotomy we have, you know, in terms of understanding those who are, you know, in the in-group versus out-group, if you utilize like a sociological perspective. And I think that's the biggest aspect here to consider, right, in terms of how this can really help us understand and navigate those waters now that it's been open, right? I think one really interesting thing, which I'm sure a lot of people maybe didn't realize, is this has taken international headlines, right? I think every major country uh, news outlet is reporting on this in some capacity. And I think it's because of that polarizing framework of a liberal leader doing something that's discriminatory, it does play on that dichotomy a little bit for sure. Well, yeah, when you when you have a, a leader who um, has tried to portray himself as um, really an equalizer over the years, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're right. Um, it's, it's leading newscasts and uh, newspaper headlines around the world. Now, uh, Trudeau has said in those clips that he didn't understand how hurtful um, this was. He went on to say that he uh, acknowledged that he comes from uh, privilege, um, and now he acknowledges that that comes with a a massive blind spot. And uh, I saw a quote today. Someone had uh, tweeted, the greatest privilege of all is when you get to be oblivious (laughs) to your privilege. (laughs) And I thought, wow, you know, that was, uh, that that kind of uh, hit it out of the ballpark for me. Hoping and asking to be forgiven. Do you think that that's do you, do you think that that's possible? I mean, one of the things that you just have to kind of reference um, in terms of some of the other aspects that have even come up with, um, you know, Andrew Shear, for example, and you know his uh, remarks around uh, you know homosexuality and being put to task by it by the media and not really accounting for or acknowledging you know that the past in that context. I think for for what we're seeing with uh, with Justin Trudeau, uh, from what I've heard and read and, and listened to, uh, the acknowledgement piece is there, uh, the apology piece is there, and I think you know forgiveness is what he's looking for. You know that's that's up to individual voters to decide if they're able to give him that or not. But what I'd like to kind of see in terms of what this means for future aspirations in terms of um, how if he's elected again. He's going to ensure there's more uh, resources that him and his colleagues in Parliament, for example, have access to different types of training and awareness. So they aren't, you know, going back to that being oblivious type of an excuse. You know, this is something I think that people in positions of power and especially elected officials uh, can't be oblivious to because it it impacts people they're meant to represent. So what I'd like to see in terms of that forgiveness piece, you know, that's up to the uh, uh, voters to decide. But really utilizing this as something that, you know, uh, him and his party should be reelected will be really taking in terms of how they make decisions, how they know that, you know, there's uh, different forms of intersectionality even that impacts people who they're meant to represent. And you can't be oblivious to how that impacts them and how your decisions impact those, uh, those groups and those individuals. 
Irfan Chowdhury joining me this afternoon. Again, you, you talk, you know, this obliviousness, but I mean, you know, I, uh, the, the original picture happened, you know, when he was 29 years of age. When I was 29 years of age, knew full well that that wasn't acceptable. You go back to 1993 when Ted Danson, mm. the actor, that was 1993. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, you know, the, the, the trouble that he got in f- from that. I mean, I, I don't understand necessarily how it keeps happening um but again i i guess when there's when there's racism at different levels every day um again i'm a i'm a white woman um i you know i i don't deal with it and racialized communities uh do deal with it on different levels every single day it doesn't have to be blackface it can be a comment here or there i mean it is it is different isn't it yeah, I mean it's it's that it's that lived experience that people face on a daily basis um, that you know again racialized communities uh, aren't able to to walk away from, uh, and I think you know when you kind of see it keeping on happening again over and over again, uh, and the examples you raise are just one of, of many. Unfortunately, again, it speaks back to what is it about those systems and the structure we have as a society that allows and condones in some aspects for that to happen. Right? You see a lot of things even occur. Uh, in the, the states is another example where, you know, senators or politicians yeah. who are running for a position in university or in college at a frat party, they dressed up as, you know, whatever. And, you know, their, their default response sometimes is, well, I was just in, in university. I, I had no better, uh, understanding or idea. But yet you still see that happening even in 20, 2019, yeah. right? With a lot of the, the frats and sororities and other aspects still utilizing, you know, costumed, racialized costumes as a way, uh, again, yeah, for some, they think it's funny, but for others, it's real life, right? And again, uh, just alluding to a point I made earlier, racialized communities aren't able to take off yeah. those costumes uh, because, again, those costumes are harmful in the sense that they depict stereotypical understandings of a group. And if you don't have, you know, real-life experience with members of that group, those stereotypes become the norm that you gauge the group over. And that's why it's harmful. Uh, Irfan, I, I need to take a, a break here. Can you hold on a couple of minutes? You brought up schools. I wanted to just touch on touch on institutionalized racism uh, when we come back. Can you hold on for a couple of minutes? Sure. Awesome. Uh, Irfan Chowdhury joining me this afternoon, director of McEwen University's Office of Human Rights, Diversity and Equity, as we explore this brown face, black face scandal surrounding the liberal leader, Justin Trudeau. Irfan Chowdhury joining me this afternoon, the director of uh, McCune University's Office of Human Rights, Diversity uh, and uh, Equity, also a hate crimes researcher. Irfan, you had you had mentioned schools uh, earlier and how uh, you know things like this you know can happen at frat parties and in in frat houses and all that sort of stuff. The the, the first uh, photo that came to light yesterday afternoon was in fact taken at a at a school uh, at a school event. What does what does that say? I mean, well. Well, I find it interesting that it went on to be published in a, in a yearbook or a publication of something. What does that say about the school and about, uh, you know, in this case, institutions? Um, and, and when if we talk about institutional racism, you know, what is there and what is still there to this day? Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting question. I mean, one of the things that even, you know, came to mind um, just in the back uh, as I was thinking about this, you know, why are you even having an Aladdin-themed party? <laughs> you know what I mean? In, in, in that context. 
And so I think it does harken back to some of those really systemic and institutional pieces around how when you don't have those preconceived notions and biases, uh, when they go unchecked, that's how you get these situations uh, to happen, right? Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, uh, just because of the, the work that we do within the post-secondary environment, um, it's really important for us to inform and, and educate, you know, folks that come here but also elsewhere that, you know, um, still being able to connect with your peers at a, a party uh, doesn't need to be around, you know, identity appropriation, essentially. Um, so I think the schooling piece is really interesting. I think just one other comment I have uh, with that with that picture was, uh, unfortunately, he was, I believe, uh, labeled as a teacher in that context, um, if that's the same image you're referring to. Mm-hmm. And that kind of makes it a little bit more challenging because now you have that power structure in yeah. play when, you know, students look up to their teachers not to, um, you know, portray those negative depictions. And I saw a tweet on, um, someone had tweeted out around, you know, I, if I had it as a racialized person, if I had a teacher and I found out they dressed up that way, someone who experienced bullying on a daily basis because of my race, I would not even know what, what to do because you feel that your teachers are there to protect you in those cases of bullying. Irfan, I'm pretty much out of time, but I do have one uh, question left. I mean, we, we've talked about this, and you've mentioned it, uh, saying that, you know, this this can become a teachable moment. Uh, we're, we're talking uh, openly about, about racism today. If this is to be a teachable moment, uh, what would you like us to learn? Yeah, I think the biggest piece is just knowing that these types of depictions impact people in, in, in reality. And just because someone wears a costume and might, you know, depict it for a temporary amount of time and then take that costume off, uh, racialized people don't have that same luxury. And, you know, with that comes those forms of discrimination uh, and racism and other forms of discrimination that impact people's identities on a daily basis. And I think that's what we really want our leaders to be focusing on is the impacts of discrimination as the key teachable moment from this. Irfan, always good to talk to you. Thank you for this today. Thank you again. I appreciate Bye-bye. it.